Okay, how's everybody doing? We have a unique uh, service today. Uh, Adam is preaching elsewhere. It's funny, Adam is so comfortable talking about money and tithing that other churches bring him in to talk about money and tithing. <laughs> he, he's so comfortable talking about money that it's actually common for him to ask people what they make, which he's done to me. He did that to me a long time ago. Um, but we are, we are sharing testimony today in the first service, and I'll encourage you to check out our YouTube page. Um, we have a total of seven people who, who are sharing, um, and we only got to uh, four in the first service. It was Aaron Flay, Mark Heidel, Mark Homasak, and Heather. Um, and if everything runs smoothly, we can recycle and go back to them this service, but I don't know that that's going to happen. So if it doesn't, check out uh, what they had to say at the 9 a.m. service on our YouTube page. All right, so we're talking testimony. Adam says time and again that if we're not a body that produces testimony regularly, then there's a problem. I agree with him. Um, God is moving. He's active. We should be active as well. Um, and we, uh, of course, we have a ministry room set up back here that, that produces that testimony each week. But um, I think we've done a pretty good job at praise of, with the teaching of making it a standard or an expectation to leave here on Sunday and manifest Christ Monday through Saturday. Um, but today is not actually about how good praise is or how good Adam is. It's about what God has done through each of the people we're going to talk to. So without further ado, uh, Nilda, can you come on up? Oh, Raquel, Raquel. Raquel is one of the most pastoral people I know. And I remember when, when I was working at Praise. By the way, I'm Joe DeOrsi. I worked at... <laughs> I worked at Praise for six and a half years. That's why I'm kind of moderating. I, I, I'm familiar with all of these people. I'm familiar with our culture. Um, when Raquel started working at Praise, I remember I would, like when I would call you for a work thing, your first thing would be, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Are you sure? And I would be like, Raquel, when am I generally not okay? But she's so concerned with, with how people are doing. She's so pastoral. Glad to know her. Um, okay, I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. So I just wanted to start off with, um, I'm trying to be concise. Um, Revelations 12, 11 says that we triumph over him, the accuser of the brothers and sisters, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I feel like it's very important um, for us, all of us as believers, to testify on what God has done in our life. Um, I started, started journaling about in 2011, and I have about maybe five or six books now, um, but I can go back, and last night I was reading, and I was just overwhelmed by his glory, um, and he is a God that speaks. If you posture yourself um, and you make time, he will speak. So I just want to share a testimony that is um, dear to me and my husband. In 2011, my husband lost his job. We were in Florida in Jacksonville. We had no family. We lost income and we had mortgage and a rent to pay um, at that time. And um, so I just started praying and crying out to God. And one thing that he said back in 2014, he said that your husband will be restored, reinstated, his badge, his uniform, his um, clearances, his position, his integrity will all be restored. And I battled with this because it was about four years until I saw any fruit of that. But every time I tried to say, oh, it was just me, um, it's my wishful thinking, that wasn't from God, I would feel convicted. And I would have to pray and say, okay, God, you have to make a way then. Um, there's no other way. 
And so in September 2015, um, I'm just going to read a portion of it. This is what I felt God was saying to me. I asked him, what am I afraid of? What am I holding back from you? And he said, your time. You are afraid of what I will do with it. That I will move you and give it all away. And that what I will ask of you will take much. It will. But I will require, I will give you much. I will fill you and give much away. Your well will not run dry. Your husband's well will not run dry. Your children's well will not run dry. I am giving you a new day, a new dawn, and a sense um, I am moving you. Trust me, follow me to where I lead you, and all else will fall into place. I'm taking you to a new place, a new job, new people, um, a new family, a new church. Um, you will see me in these people. This is praise that he's talking about. I didn't know, but you will see me in these people. My love will be manifested in new ways. I will equip, equip you for what is ahead. I will protect you and provide for your family and give um, grace to your family. So then a few, like um, three months later in um, December, I start with giving God the glory. I love you, Lord, for you heard my voice. You heard my cry for mercy because you turn your ear to me and I... I have heard you, Psalms 116, 1 and 2. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his um, grace, his love endures forever, Psalms 118, 1. It turned out that Tony was given this job. Reinstated um, the whole process. He works for the government, and um, it really is a miracle. Everything, he didn't lose, we didn't lose one um, aspect of his clearances or his, his level that he started in. Everything was restored as if, they counted it as if he never um, lost his job. Amen. And I was overwhelmed because I never believed that God spoke. I wasn't raised understanding the Holy Spirit. I didn't know that um, his promises are true. Um, and so I started asking God, well, you have to bring me to a church that speaks and teach, teaches me about the Holy Spirit. And he told me that... Um, that we would be coming to a church that our family would experience revival, spiritual revival, that our children would experience um, spiritual revival. And if anybody knows you, um, knows me, some of my brothers and sisters here who know my story of my children or my daughter. I'm sorry, you told me not to cry. <laughs> um, where my daughter has come from, where our family has come from, we have experienced revival here, praise. We have learned that God does speak that he hears, that his promises are true. We have been challenged in some of our theology. I remember uh, one of the first things I said to Pastor Adam was like, oh, you have to show me that in the scripture. Like, that's not what I was taught. And he, he sat down with us and showed us, and, um, and I realized that some of the things that I learned were wrong. Um, I just am so thankful for this church. This is my family. We don't have family in York. This, this is my family. When I need childcare, when Nilda, when I call you at two o'clock in the morning, when I'm going through it, like this is my family. And I encourage you guys, if you guys don't know this, haven't experienced this in this church, get plugged in, meet people, get connected. These people will ride and die. That's the, the, what I got in my head, will ride and die with you. They, they will intercede for you, um, hold you accountable, love you. Um, and I challenge you guys to posture yourself to hear his word and also to get connected. Thanks, Raquel. Before you leave, I just want to point this out, though. This is time with God. So that, that promise that she received, that she heard God say, came in, in quiet time. You know, 
I, I just wanted to point that out. That was very obvious to me. Time spent with the Lord birthed that promise. She hung on to it, came to pass. Amen. Thanks, Raquel. Nilda. I'm a little short, so. So, um, hi guys, I'm Nelda Zapata. Um, it's not on. Yeah, all right. I'm Nelda Zapata. Um, my husband is Carlos, obviously, Zapata. We have four children um, from ages 23 to nine. So, um, I was born and raised in Harlem, New York City, and Carlos was raised in Jersey City. So um, I say when the Lord put us together, it was like a bomb. <laughs> but the Lord has been good and he has been gracious, and Carlos and I have been married 23 years, believe it or not. And um, we had a child very young, and someone told me once, um, because you chose life, um, the Lord blessed your marriage, and so I stick with that. Um, so, yeah, the the journey has been has been tough, but it has been good. And um, I receive I accepted the Lord in my heart. I'm trying not to cry because Joe is next to me. <laughs> he told all the ladies, "Don't cry." Um, <laughs> um, I receive I accepted the Lord in my heart when I was 14 years old, and I didn't know exactly um, what that was, um, but I know there was a yearning in my heart and there was a fear of the Lord on me. Um, one day my parents just decided, hey, we're just gonna go to church, and I thought, what are you talking about? I'm not going to church. And um, I fought that for a very long time, and um, I was very hard-hearted the way I was grew up. I grew up, um, it was kind of the do or die mentality, um, and, uh, so for me to be um, vulnerable or to cry was seemed like a weakness. And if you see me now, I will cry my eyes out. And so, um, yeah, um, I just wanted to share a verse with that because, sorry. John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go out and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Um, when I was 14 and I gave my life to the Lord, I, it was just out of, out of obedience at the moment. There was fear of the Lord on me. I didn't know where that was going to lead and what was going to happen. Um, and right after we had our, our first son, um, and the church was there for me. And again, I was not very, um, like a vulnerable person. I was not going to show my feelings. And I would walk into the church and people would love, love on me. And this, it, we came to praise in 2006. Um, and the Holy Spirit, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit at 19 in our, at our previous church. Um, so, like, that was not, um, that was somewhat, that was normal to me. Um, 
And I remember the first time the Lord spoke to me um, was on the floor of my daughter's room at the time with Shayla. And I remember crying. I didn't, I didn't have the understanding of identity. And so I could remember crying on the floor and thinking, Lord, like, what am I supposed to do in this life? I'm a young mom. That's all I know. And I was. I was, I was younger at that time, and we had two kids already. Um, and I remember the Lord said, that same boldness that you had in the world, you take that into the kingdom. And I can remember wake, just getting up off the floor, crying, and said, all right, that's it. Like, we're going to work. Like, it's time to fight. And, um, and once the Lord gave me that vision and he gave me that understanding of he takes the old and, and what's takes ashes and he you know he makes beauty out of that and I take that into the into the kingdom now so that doesn't come with um like all this confidence of of just Nelda no that comes with confidence of Jesus Christ and because like to be when being born and raised in New York City that was all like fear based to be honest like I had to felt like I had to protect myself all the time and um, and in the kingdom now, it's like, no, like, there are souls that need to be saved, and I'll just run after it, whatever that may look like sometimes. And not that it's easy, and, and it's hard, and there is still fear there, but the Lord is, is, is behind me. Um, and so it's been good. Um, there's things that I see, um, like, in my children and things the Lord has spoken to me and promised over me. And I'm like, until that, until that day comes. I will still praise you no matter what, and I'll still I'll still fight in the kingdom the way you want me to. So, yeah. yeah. Amen. Thanks, Nilda. It's okay to cry. I'm just kidding. You know, Leonard Ravenhill said something once, and he said many things that have impacted my life, but this quote in particular, um, and I'll get to the crying part. He said, when you move up with God, your heart's more broken now than it was when you started 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And that's true. Like I, now I get grief from Adam all the time about crying from the Chelsea video, the Chelsea testimony video, which I did. Um, but man, I, I'm, I'm as stoic as they get, but when God moves you and breaks your heart, you, you unleash. And that happens to me sometimes too. So it's okay to cry. Amy, Amy, it's okay to cry. Come on up. You all know Amy. Amy's our amazing youth director. She loves with reckless abandon. She cries often. We, we've actually laughed a lot together and cried some together over the years. Yeah, I'll probably cry up here. I'm not sure. Go for it. All right. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm really excited. Uh, we had an awesome weekend here. This weekend was the lock-in. Our, our youth group was here. Um, and I could share, you, share with you so many testimonies from this weekend of God's goodness. Um, and, you know, even this weekend, we talked, like, that was the focus of the weekend. It was uh, Revelation 19.10, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, right? And so when, when we share testimony, we're, we're prophesying, right? Like, so what I'm sharing with you is because it's not just for me. It's for all of God's children, all of his sons and daughters, what he's done in my life, he wants to do in your life if he hasn't already. And, and I just, um, I, could, I don't believe that God wants me to share with you my coming to faith testimony, right? Because we have that. Um, because for 27 years of my life, I didn't know the Lord. I didn't grow up in church. 
Um, and so I, uh, I'm not saying my life was bad, uh, but my parents were divorced and I went through a lot. I experienced depression and uh, I tried to commit suicide and I just had a lot of rough relationships in my life, right? And I could focus on that, right? But for the past 13 years, I've known the Lord and what he's done in my life far outweighs any of that stuff that I walked in for those 27 years. And that's my testimony to Jesus. That's what he does in your life. He makes all things new. That stuff is gone. It's washed away. I don't even think about it. I don't want people to look at me and see that part of my life because that's not who I am anymore. And that's testimony. Amen. But I want to talk to you guys a little bit about what God has been doing in my life for the past few years. Um, I've been here at Praise for, I think it's about seven years this year, um, Praise God, which I, I love this church. This church feels like home. It feels like family. Um, for those of you that are just coming for the first time, man, you, I am so glad that you're here. Um, it's, it's a beautiful place. And I feel like that's what church should be, right? It's the body of Christ. And it's not about the four walls. It's about us coming together and loving one another and coming alongside one another. Amen. Um, but I feel like I want to give God glory, right? It's not about this building. Um, Adam is an amazing leader, and he's taught me so much about leading. Um, and I've been, I've been privileged with um, coming along. So many people have come alongside of me over the last seven years here and taught me so much about following Jesus. And I'm so thankful. I'm so very thankful. Um, but what God has been doing in my life lately is um, he, he's taking this. And, like, it's coming alive to me. Like, the word of God is powerful. And it is truth. And if you're not in it, I encourage you to make space to get in it. Because I've experienced encounter. And I've experienced the love of Jesus in my life. And I've experienced forgiveness and redemption, right, and righteousness. Because, you know, that's who we are. We're made righteous by the blood of Christ. Right? But if you don't get in this, then you're missing a lot of what God has for you. I believe that with everything inside of me. I do. It says in here, in Romans chapter 1, that the righteous shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. That means that every single day we should be living in faith. That's what God's teaching me. He's teaching me to live by faith. When he says go, I go. If he says do this, I do this. And I believe that he's going to show up right? So he's teaching me that. And I don't always get it right. Trust me, I don't. But I want to live by faith. That's what I want to do in my life. And so he's teaching me that. And sometimes I mess up and I get up and I, and I, and I just go after it again, because that's what he wants us to live from. Live in faith. We're made righteous through him, through his blood, and we're called to live in faith. And that means going against what most people believe to be like what's expected, right? And so that, he's teaching me to live by faith, to believe, like we just sung a little bit ago, that his, his promises are yes and amen, right? That when he says he's going to do something, he's going to do something. It might not mean that he does it right in that moment, but it will come to pass because that's who he is. He's faithful. He's a faithful God. And he's showing me that. And I wanted to read, um, I wanted to read from Romans chapter 10. And it says, it's so cool because I want to talk, I'm talking about the word and what the word is doing in my life. And it says, Romans chapter 10, verse 11, it says, as scripture says, 
right? As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Will never be put to shame, right? So many of us walk in that. The enemy wants us to walk in shame for the things that we mess up in. But it says right there, as scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. He's teaching me to walk in that truth. <laughs> walk in that truth. And it says, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. All who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means it doesn't matter what we look like. It doesn't matter where we come from. It doesn't matter what our background is, what mistakes we've made. All who call on him will be saved. Right? He, he, and that you will not have that shame anymore. That's what the scripture says. And it says, how then, in verse 14, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. That's what God's teaching me. Just like that video, I thought that was so cool, City Quake. He's like, we are called to share our faith, right? When we keep it to ourselves, we're not doing any good for the kingdom of God. And when, we, when we're walking in faith, then we're sharing the gospel. We're sharing and testifying to what God has done in our life. And we can't be afraid. I told my kids this weekend, man, I could share so many testimonies with you. These kids went to war for each other. We saw kids get healed. We saw kids get delivered. We got, we saw the, there were two kids here this weekend that have never set foot in this church. Yet God gave them the courage to stay here this weekend. And how he met them was incredible. They experienced the love of the father. And for so many of them, they don't have a father at home. Right? But God said, Amy, show up for these kids. Amy, invite these kids that have not, that have not been invited and, you know, sometimes that's scary because I'm like, I don't know what these kids are like. I woke up at 2.30 in the morning by some kids. Hey, Miss Amy, I think some kids are trying to get out of the church. I'm like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to deal with that at 2.30. I got, like, no sleep. Let me tell you, I got no sleep. But you know what? I came in here today, and all my kids are like, man, Miss Amy, I'm so tired. I'm like, what? How are you tired? Uh, these kids were delivered and set free, and they experienced Jesus. Man, that should make us come alive inside. Uh, we should be shouting for joy for his goodness because that's who he is. Uh, we have to believe what this says, right? And the only way we can do that is by faith, by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we have to be willing to go. We have to be willing to be sent. doesn't matter. I said to the kids, I said, don't be afraid of what God asks you to do. And it's so, I love how everybody else had shared, like, the presence of God, the, the importance of being in the presence of God. I think um, Heather shared that in first service. And then Raquel, she's like, to hear from God, right? Because you're not going to listen to God if you can't hear from God. If you don't believe that you can hear from him, then you're certainly not going to listen to him, right? Because you don't know his voice. So all those things tie in. They're all so important. But once, when you fall in love, I said this too, I was like, every day, I cried for those kids. You should cry for these kids, man. Because the, the phones, those phones that they have in their hand, even for us, 
Those phones can be detrimental to their health, to their future. It becomes an idol in their life, and they spend so much time on that phone. And it should break our hearts, you guys, that that becomes more important than Jesus. Man, I, I shared that with them because, I, look, God breaks my heart for that stuff. He breaks my heart for these kids that, that don't know what it's like to be in the presence of God. Because if you really knew, you would never want to leave. I said to them, I said, fall in love with Jesus more every single day of your life. If I can give you anything, fall more in love with him. Because the more you fall in love with him, the more you want to follow him and the more you want to share him with the world. And that's what God's teaching me. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if he's saying, Amy, leave youth ministry and go do this here, even though you don't know anybody, even though it's like you're starting all over again, will you trust me to be there for you? That's what he's teaching me. Thanks, Amy. So stay here. That... That place you described in obedience and in faith of, I think your words were, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what's next. That's a fun place. Because what are you dependent on? You're dependent on God. And I've been in that place the last couple of years. And it's, it's scary and it's fun. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to get into that, but this, this is a good segue to the Shout. We have the Shout Conference. Yep, coming up <laughs> April 14th through the 16th. Is that right, Brian? Okay. That's up at Camp Bongiorno. There's still time to sign up. Um, I just want to put a personal plug in for this. Like, I've, I've, seen, I've seen these meetings that, that Brian does, and God just simply shows up. And the same miracles that Amy's describing that, frankly, happen at youth group, like, every Sunday, but they certainly happen this, this lock-in. Um, kids come and encounter the Lord. So we, we want to remove every barrier. Like, if there are barriers... Um, to teenagers you might know uh, or, or your own teenagers to get to that event, um, just get them there. And like even independent of scholarships, and I'm going to turn it over to you here in a second about scholarships. If like I know my wife and I, if, if, we, if, if we have a neighbor or something that wants to go, like our wallets are open. And I, I want to encourage you guys to have, have that mentality. If, if, if you have a neighbor, a kid at, at school that needs to get to to this event, write a check, okay? But we also have scholarships. Yeah. Amy, can you yes. talk about that? So I, um, I just, first of all, I just want to say that the Shout is an amazing event. I, I love Brian. Brian is my mentor. He's someone I look up to very much. He's taught me so much. Um, and what happened this weekend um, will, will also be happening at the Shout like times 10, right? And there's different youth groups that come, different kids that come. But my heart is to see kids um, go to that event that might not necessarily come to our church or come to our youth group, but to go and experience God, right? But I know personally, I have kids that go to my youth group that, that their parents don't come to church here. They come, right? Which is praise God. That's amazing. But there's no way that they can get to the shout without someone coming alongside of them and helping them, right? And I'm fighting for these kids because I believe that they are something for them to experience at this conference that will change their lives, 
but they will never be able to afford it on their own. And so I'm asking you guys, I know that so many of you already pour into Faith Like Birds, and Faith Like Birds is already um, putting out so much money for, for the kids to go, but at the same time, I'm asking you if you would be willing to support and come alongside of these kids and provide scholarships for them to attend the shout. Um, and if, if you can, uh, there's a slide up there that, that Corbin put up. You could reach out to Morgan, and I know that I would be truly grateful, and I do believe that these kids' lives would be changed. Okay, so again, how are, how are we doing this? We are contacting Morgan about scholarships. So email morgan at faithlikebirds.com or call 717-681-5118. And Morgan, are you in the room? Yeah, and she's right there too, so if you want to talk to her after service, go talk to her. All right. Can you pray us out since you're up here? <laughs> so, Father God, I just, I thank you so much uh, just for who you are, Lord God, for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. I thank you um, that you are the author of our stories, Lord God. Um, and I pray, Lord God, that we just remember that it's not just about coming to know you, Lord, but what you, what we allow you to do in our lives for the rest of our lives, Lord God. Our whole lives should be a testimony to your glorious goodness. And so I just pray, Lord, that um, the people in the room, uh, that they were excited, that, that they received something from the testimony that was shared, Lord God, um, and that they, they dive deeper into your word, Lord, that they experience your presence, um, and that they trust you, Lord, that, that they believe that they are made righteous by the blood of Christ. And because of that, they will live in faith, trusting you above all else, Lord God. Uh, we just love you. We praise you. We thank you for this body, Lord. Um, we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you for watching with us. At Praise, our mission is to inspire, challenge, and transform people for generations to come. And we hope today's message can do just that. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about Praise, email us at infopraiseyork.com. If you'd like to support Praise financially, you can visit praiseyork.com/give. To stay up to date with sermons, events, and changes at Praise, make sure to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel.